Ah, the prodigal son returns, the Empire Strikes Back. Welcome back, everyone, to yet another Thigh Gap podcast episode. My name is Bogus Noog, and guess who's with us? My co-host. Being Brood is who, back. Who is finally out of the Kukatpali jail. You know, I actually Yosh. spoke to the sub-inspector, and he was telling me that they were only letting Brood out for COVID-related reasons. Uh, I would have Lies. believed him, but he was winking at me at Lies. the same time. I really wonder uh, what uh, Brute has done uh, to... I mean, even the cops could not keep you in Brute. Bogus, first of all, the party's over for you. It's okay. a, all that awesomeness that you thought you had while doing recording the podcast all alone, mm-hmm. right? The party's over. The reality check is here. I am back. The reality check is the that... The reality check named being Brute is back the reality check is that you're such a high bar for tolerance not even the law enforcement can actually tolerate you it's only me i'm the only guy who can actually tolerate you for extended periods of time and for all those people who i put to sleep with my solo episodes it's time to wake up now (laughs) because brute is back and in your awakened state excited awakened state it's probably the right time to remind you that you can follow us on our socials on Twitter at yes. ThighGap, on Instagram at underscore ThighGap. And our email is mindthighgap at gmail.com. You can write up to us with whatever you have in your mind and we won't mind. So, Brood, very good to have you back. I'm, of yes, course, saying that for politically rich. correct reasons. Yes, and uh, I don't care about your political correctness because you are politically incorrect most of the times. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm rejuvenated, super happy to be back to mm-hmm. the Thigh podcast. Uh, it's like being back home, you know. Fresh air. Fresh air. Uh, the body is having a lot of energy. You dug through my, the, you dug through the tunnels of shit through uh, rain and it thunder. Was, yeah, it was like Shawshank, Shawshank uh, redemptionist kind of this was, escape. Uh, JNTU phase 4 redemption. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> phase 9, uh, just walking out. Uh, just you know the the things playing in my mind right the scenarios right but uh <clears throat> yeah it's uh, amazing how long was the ghmc nala that you face. crawled out of there is no nala in ghmc as uh, uh in kokarpali sorry mm-hmm. there are nalas in which come under ghmc right uh i don't want you to picture me in a nala guys okay <laughs> bogus is kind of trying to force you to have that picture in your mind where being brute is kind of crawling in like nalas with shit around and all that. Uh, that's a personal hobby of Bogus, which is an unfulfilled wish. That's on his bucket list. To no, do guys. That. Let uh, me paint the picture considering for Considering that he lives much closer to the Moosey, uh, he always stares at it whenever I go to his place. He's Smells staring of at the Moosey and he's like, one day, brute, one day, you'll see me there crawling out of the Moosey and kind of ripping off my shirt. You know, showing off my belly and laughing with joy. Yeah, the fragrance of the Moosey River just reminds me of Brute every time. But yeah. guys, let me paint the picture. Basically, the sub-inspector went to the jail, found a poster of Disco Shanti on the wall. <laughs> and he threw a stone through it <laughs> and, and it made the, a hollow the, sound. And he ripped it, it off and he saw a hole in the wall. Yeah, a hole in the wall. Oh no, Brute has gone. The writing was on the wall. And finally, the trip that Bogus was in, uh, it kind of subsided and he came back to his senses mm. so that's about uh, the history what happened when i was not there and what was happening in my personal life 
bogus was elated that he had the mic both the mics all for himself yeah so that uh, was a bad picture by the way again uh, i can smell his stench mm. that comes from his mouth but bro you seemed a returned man a man with a sense of purpose yes i can I see am, it in your eyes bro i have been recently extremely frustrated uh shaken to my bones i mean you've had a lot of time to think about things mhm yes so i want you to tell us what's on your mind so bogus i want to start off with uh, telling a small anecdote okay anecdote well, how is it pronounced then we get we get your essence we yeah, understand yeah anecdote mm-hmm. uh, dot a anecdote mm-hmm. dot a mm-hmm. uh, so this is a funny story right uh, which really kind of tipped me off uh, one of my friend who has uh, a four year old kid mm-hmm. right so they were planning to like join uh, his child into a school okay so obviously like any other parent they wanted the best of the best for their child i mean yeah so they went for the top notch schools mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of shared his experience with me and it really kind of bucked me off right uh, as if i was not already bucked off mm-hmm. because it was considered it was related to the whole education system right and we share probably one of the few topics where we are mutually kind of share the same frustration towards it but i thought so, you said this was a funny story no 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 the funny thing i said it's a oh, funny okay. thing okay uh, that i got pissed off because, because i generally don't get pissed area off because this is a dark area for both of us the only time i get pissed off is when i see your face uh-huh. right mm-hmm. uh, and when i see your diaper hanging out of your jeans mm. but uh, so yeah so this is what is it i'll let me jump on okay okay mm. Mm. i'll jump into the story uh, no no more wasting time uh see how excited i am bogus yeah. can you feel that energy in the room just mm. back back to civilization <laughs> yeah so so basically this guy calls me up and like dude i am shaken today and i was like what happened so they went to the school he and his wife along with his kid and uh, the the thing the events that followed kind of gave him like a nervous breakdown yeah so i'm just going to run you through the events quickly okay so the first thing that happened is they went into the school and they're like hey you want to join our child to you know enroll her into your school so what is the process so it's like great so we're really happy to have you here blah 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 the, all that salesy things right and then they kind of put his wife in another room and then him in another room and they kind of got interviewed right uh, mm-hmm. they, they didn't kind of they kind of got interrogated they got interviewed basically right and the questions were kind of he felt it they were a little you know off the curve you know i'll kind of give you a sense of mm. what kind of questions were asked i'm using a lot of kind of but you get it it's little yeah. right we're talking about education yeah, and so your education kind of, is poor, <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah it's it's horrible yeah. is the word that's is where horrendous your, that's where uh, all your frustration comes absolutely, from absolutely because of. i cannot be a part of any group yeah. considering my illiteracy mm. but uh, you know i'm doing this podcast anyway so they ask questions like how much of time do you spend with your child like what are the kind of things that she do you know at home like mm. what do you do what did you teach her blah 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 and all these were fine for him to an extent they, though they were a little okay like what do you mean by this yeah uh, but the killer question was okay so what do you want your child to become an engineer or a doctor and my friend very four know, years old four year old kid right and it's for first grade mm. so he very politely like you know what we really don't we didn't think that far we just want her to have like a decent education just you know where she can you know be a person of her own mm. you know be in a position to kind of make her own decisions or get an understanding of who she is kind of a thing 
kind of philosophical mm. yeah so yeah and the person on the other side of the table apparently like shook her head and she like okay see this is the deal bro the three or four people who came before you were very clear of what they wanted from their child oh uh, and what was the clarity is we want our kid to be in xyz you know ivy league or right. you know whatever right irrespective of the domain mm. and that helps us to see how we should deal with your kid i see right how do we go about with your kid and he was like i seriously don't have an idea <clears throat> i don't know what what we we didn't think that far that's all i can say mm-hmm. and then she kind of made a note like mhm mm-hmm. kind of a thing and then they took the child into a room where there were toys and then there was a desk on which another teacher was sitting mm. and she's a 4 year old kid right you can imagine the moment she saw the toys she kind of ran towards the toys and started playing with them yeah so the teacher was like hey you know sweetheart come here mm. and she very you know like any other kid said like no i won't i want to play with the toys mm. then again the teacher mhm and made a note Remark. right mm. and then they kind of somehow like got her to the desk and there was this black and white printout of a fridge refrigerator with stuff in it mm. and they were like she has to now circle fruits out of this picture okay it's a black and white printout oh, right? okay she's a 4 year old kid mm. and i don't know what that how that how does that make sense but i felt it was too too much for mm. a four year old child mm. who was just about talking and who just came out from home for the first time you know whatever right uh, and obviously i don't she didn't do that well or i don't know how that went about mm. but they were like okay so we see that you probably might not have invested enough with her so what are the kind of things that you taught her blah 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 and my friend is like we taught basic stuff like you know eating etiquettes how do you risk, how do you treat people mm. like you treat elders with respect you know the values basic values and etiquettes predominantly right. we didn't go deep into sweetheart this is the capital of our country this is that this is this so they were like yeah okay you know things are way you know for your kids are way more capable blah 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 mm-hmm. and however the conversation ended there and it basically ended by the the faculty telling my friend saying that we'll get back to you like right. a typical corporate interview where right. you know if you and me go to an interview today and we finish the process they will be like uh, we'll get back to you yeah <laughs> and he came back almost felt like he's a bad father right right i mean he came back with that feeling and when he was sharing this i was getting so frustrated i was so getting i was getting so pissed off it's so unfair it's i i just felt i don't know it just shook me to the bones dude like it it was so uncalled for right and i'll tell you i met this kid yeah mm. she can solve like a 25 piece jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. by herself mm-hmm. like you just dump the pieces and she can do that right and that that shows a certain amount of caliber right it's not easy even for a 3 4 year old kid to figure out a jigsaw puzzle and put things together take some analytical thinking or whatever you call it like cognitive ability it shows that she is not fit to be an engineer <laughs> yeah well sure <sighs> I mean That's it kind of makes thing. sense from the school's perspective I guess because for a kid for a 4 year old kid who wants to be an engineer you would teach abc's differently compared yeah. to a kid who wants to yeah, be a doctor Yeah you need to teach abc's in a way where that a is an isosceles triangle right. without a base right, right. where the base is at the equilibrium mm. if it is a capital right. but if it is a small a mm. then it's essentially 
an inclined uh, oval yeah with kind of a tilted line a curve curve coming with about 40 degree phi angle whatever yeah and at, uh, at the right quarter how can <laughs> right you expect quarter. how can you expect this kid to crack m set if she is not taught the alphabet this way she stands no chance no chance no chance at all and this this bullshit about interrogating parents separately mm-hmm. it reminds me of something cops do like yeah. when they catch two criminals yeah. and they they want one guy Tally to tell the up. story yeah yeah is <laughs> a good cop bad cop, good yeah. cop let's bad see who's cop. the weak link Get the who story do we put right? pressure on like what the what the fuck are these guys trying to pull i yeah. can't understand yeah and the whole thing about uh, showing the kid uh, toys versus some other stuff and seeing what they pick yeah is like some uh sociology experiments they do with monkeys yeah like put shapes in front of them and let's see which shape, which shape the monkey picks yeah what is this nonsense yeah it's uh it's absolutely horrible and uh, also immature from my friend's side to actually expect i felt that things will be um uh, in his favor that's true he should have done some research because yeah. this whole thing has been part fucked for for a while now yeah So so that's the story that I wanted to tell which kind of pissed me off that kind of takes me to another story which I'll reveal later in the episode mm. but this is the time we reveal the topic of the episode bogus but well, I think it's obvious what is it how does peanut butter make a good snack uh yeah that's I, that's the topic of the episode guys i think our listeners could tell that that's hashtag, the direction we are getting into hashtag peanut butter hashtag #marshmallow experiment and if they were not able to tell this then yeah. it means they had a bad education bad education you had horrible education if you couldn't decode where you were going with this no nah. hopeless so bogus that's uh, i want to take a little more deeper yeah uh, i want to take this conversation a lot more deeper because you see i become a very philosophical guy yeah right yeah. after my enlightening experiences recently mm. and rejuvenated value for life mm. I want to ask you mm-hmm. about what is your take on sociology. Well, this topic is, you know, philosophical things for me. It makes me think, like yeah. sit in a corner and ponder. Yeah. This topic makes me break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me want to break things and light, you know, certain buildings on fire. Yeah. You yeah. know, all kinds of things that we can't legally uh, disclose in a podcast. You know, my secret passion for shot putting mm. came after I threw a lot of stones towards uh, a certain amount of window panels. Right. Uh, it kind of made me realize my ability of shot putting. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, multiple scratches on the walls. Mm. A uh, lot of things. I mean, I kind of empathize with you. Yeah. I yeah. think I get there. I get what you're saying, man. Yeah. I really get it. Yeah. And... um. I'm not even a parent but even <laughs> when I was in uh when I when I didn't complete my education I was still in yeah. my engineering this nonsense started off yeah uh where parents were being interviewed first yeah kid was interviewed separately without the parents presence which is already for me I look at that as an intrusion uh which is why am, why do I want to leave my child uh in the presence of some strangers mm-hmm. when it is not we have not signed the contract yet that they are going to be her or his educators yeah right we're still just meeting for the first time mm-hmm. how do you think that i am just going to feel comfortable leaving my kid in, in their presence for some time yeah and just walk away yeah what is this nonsense none of this existed when we were kids yeah uh, things have been changing and not for the good i feel uh 
I think back in the day it was a very simple conversation. I mean, don't get me wrong. Back in the day, even then, the quality of education was nothing great. It's oh, if you're talking about the quality of education, uh, we have to go way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, way, actually, way, way back, way back, yeah, where yeah. it was mythology almost. Yeah, yeah. To us, for us to be like, yeah, that was a good time. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, we don't. We lost the plot a long way back. Yeah. You know, I don't think. Okay, so the, I'll just ask you: What do you think is education? Now that we are the victims. Mm. uh on the who are sitting on the other side of the musi river right the other side of the banks right what for you is education what is your expectation of education my expectation of education is basically everything outside of um a curriculum because in my personal experience my real education was everything outside of the curriculum there was nothing in the curriculum you mean to say syllabus or curriculum curriculum is basically i mean yeah the overall one and the same activities that are involved in the with the yeah, syllabus yeah. the academic yeah, uh, the academic syllabus, syllabus. Yeah. so subjects essentially yeah the textbooks yeah all of my personal in my my own subjective experience all yeah. of the my education education yeah was outside of the syllabus so mm. what the syllabus was for it just seemed like uh, it's just to make you obedient that's yeah it. all those jokes of where did you finally use x plus y whole square mm. you know kind of makes sense in a very wrong way yeah <laughs> right like yeah where did i use it yeah and i don't even know how that is tickling any amount of ability by solving x plus y whole square you know what i mean i think it does for a kid who is passionate about algebra you know and yeah. allow him to go dig into where x plus y whole square goes yeah oh okay. i'm passionate about something else yeah like, i want to do something else the passion was also killed for me i'll tell you the story again very short story okay uh i think i told this to you before but for the greater good let me reiterate the whole story right uh i it was in i think it was in my 8th grade and we were having this 7th or 8th grade or somewhere around whatever mm. high school okay let's be western here uh it was during my high school and it was a social class and there was this whole you know chapter about how moguls kind of had their reign grow in india yeah. and every king the list of kings were there blah 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 right and midway through i was kind of like curious like okay moguls seem to be like a really you know happy go lucky kind of a kingdom in mm. middle east mm. why the fuck did they even come to india right right so i kind of re- like got up i like ma'am like you know i have a question like yeah so i was like okay why did babar come to india like mm. why did even moguls bother about coming to india mm. because they seem to be a very successful you know kingdom so in their own sense straightforward question from an 8th eighth grader right yeah. it's a it's a curious yeah. i was a curious boy bogus couldn't help myself yeah and then this is the best answer i got in my whole life mm. where she was like so brute here is the thing in history you don't ask why you ask when mhm and then she kind of stared at me and then about she like 50 other students effect. yeah they kept paused for effect it right. had a dramatic kind of nature right and i could feel the f- building falling on me as if i had done a great mistake mm. and i was like how does that even make sense like so i answering your question in my way mm. babar came in 1600s whatever 7 1400s 1500s whatever time he came mm. and i was like no 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 i get when he came i'm like why did he come <laughs> that's right. my question yeah like no 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 when is when what we have to know so that's it that's my answer either you sit down or get out of the class so i chose the latter i got out of the class 
finished everybody's lunchbox. That's the only bright side of that incident. But on the hindsight, that kind of ruined my respect for what followed. <laughs> you know, I lost absolute interest in knowing any of these things. I mean, it is such a basic thing. It was a question of motivation. And it is a more important question than which calendar year this guy chose to walk through our borders. Yeah. Say, so why the fuck is he even coming here? Yeah. Yeah. That's an important question to ask. Uh, yeah. And it is so, I mean, it says something when an, a professional teacher is not able to answer such a basic question. But if you come out of the school and you ask anyone on the street, yeah, they probably couldn't tell you which year Babar came in. Yeah. But they could tell you why they came in in the first exactly, place. Exactly. Exactly. And you won't believe it's after about 15 years of me finishing school. I was reading this book and which is where I actually got to know why Babar had to come towards the Silk Route, essentially. You know? So, I mean, I got the answer ultimately, but that's because of my own effort yeah. in a way, right? If you take your example where you asked a very basic, curious question to your teacher and it's it's one of the most reasonable questions you could ask. And if I think of myself, my relation to history was I only started getting interested in history once I was done with my education or once I stopped having to study history for an exam. Yeah. That yeah. is when I actually got interested yeah, and I started going into history. Basically, when there was no need of competition, you're not competing, you're not a part of a race to finish a lesson within a certain time or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And in my own childhood, because of my father's occupation, we had to get transferred a lot around the country. So I've had education in Haryana. I've had education in Madhya Pradesh. Yeah. Uh, I've had education in um, Hyderabad and also other places. But the most significant difference I saw is my schooling which is from 8th standard to 10th standard, was in a prestigious kind of uh, institution, which was a hostel mm -hmm. away from the city. Yeah. And uh, because of the prestige and the reputation, mm -hmm. it tended to attract uh, faculties from ex-army, mm -hmm. ex-air force. And the cream crop, basically. The, you, were, you were studying in the IITs, the school of, uh, you know, in an IIT kind of a school. Kind of a school. It's yeah. not really an IIT or a BITS or anything, but... Also a school which has that kind of reputation, yeah, which would attract good faculty and who pretty much were coming there as a service. They were not coming yeah. there to earn money. Yeah, They were coming there because they uh, believed in their uh, ability to teach. So essentially well. you're talking about a bunch of passionate people who want to distribute the knowledge they have. And not just passionate, but also very capable, very experienced yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, uh, how do you call them? Accomplished. Yeah. People in their field. Indigenous and, faculty. And uh, so for school level uh, lessons, yeah. we got in institute level professors right. who were right. coming and teaching it to us. And as long as they stuck to their... And the difference between you and me that I can see is I never, not even once, raised my hand and asked a question out of curiosity. Yeah, because you're a very dumb student. Because I always had a problem with authority all my life. And I never trusted authority. So oh, okay. automatically for, for me, they were enemy. Uh -huh. Okay. And as long as it stuck to the syllabus, I had no interest. I, I was always zoned out. Mm -hmm. I was always looking at the clock. Yeah. And I was trying to will the clock to move <laughs> to like faster. Move faster. Yeah. I was counting. You like, were training yourself to be like... 
who's a patrick jane yeah i was tracking the passage of time through 5 5 minute segments basically fuck <laughs> it was a painful existence you had a clock in the in the class yeah yeah we didn't have a clock in the class it was like a casino <laughs> you know where there are no watches so you don't know how much time you're spending types but you're like cringing to death like every second yeah you sleep you play you eat you do everything but the time just doesn't pass yeah so it was like in a vacuum of time yeah every class is like a vacuum of time it is it, yeah yeah you experience the theory of relativity and that's exactly how it should not be yeah like learning i mean they, all this talk about i'm sorry i'm cutting you off because you're kind of going into a boring story no it's not <laughs> a boring story because let me give you because your example illustrated how it has been teachers fail you yeah as a student yeah and my example illustrates the opposite and for anyone who missed out on um the opportunity of even experiencing what a good teacher is like yeah. i want to kind of share this because it was a revelation for me also yeah and remember for me these guys were the enemy yeah and so as long as they stuck to their subject matter physics civics uh geometry sanskrit trigonometry come on they chemical were, bonding they were just uh, enemy material yeah but these guys were so accomplished yeah. that i think they could not help themselves every now and then they used to go off topic yeah and when they went off topic they started uh, they used to share incidents from their life which were also related to the subject that we were studying yeah. but it's not from the textbook yeah. from the real world yeah and whenever they went into these moments those are moments i still remember huh. even now and whenever they went into those moments i used to my attention used to be at 100% Oh. all of a sudden i used to snap back yeah i used to soak in every word that this person was sharing yeah. because i felt like okay this is education yeah my geography uh, professor who was an old guy he was a two time uh, you know heart heart attack patient okay so we knew that it was a matter of time <laughs> you know he's going to yeah. get another and yeah. he did pass off pass away like that so this guy was ex army hmm. and when he was young he was posted in japan mm-hmm. i forgot which city but japan now japan dude vietnam okay, is a country okay <laughs> brute See, education educa- <laughs> i just want to sh- take this opportunity to showcase how badly i was affected thanks to my social studies teacher so <laughs> his peer in the japanese tokyo uh, where is tokyo it was tokyo or osaka one of these two things how many cities does japan have a lot um, so uh, there was a young uh, uh, his peer from the japanese mm-hmm. army was showing him around mm-hmm. and um, because japan at that time was just booming electronics technology all this kind of stuff so he took him to a watch store in that city mm-hmm. and uh, my professor he stepped in he looked around and uh, he asked uh, he asked the shopkeeper he's like show me the best watch in the world yeah and so that guy just went back he came back with an hmt watch fuck in japan fuck are you kidding me i'm not kidding you literally he told us this and you you should have seen the pride yeah in his face yeah when he was telling us the story and that rubbed off on us because yeah. we could not believe what we were hearing yeah. i am from hyderabad right i see those hmt closed shutdown factories i know i know all when i've i've just recently researched on them it's so unfortunate and yeah just complete i yeah so when he goes to japan and that guy he comes out with an hmt watch that's where the story ended because my yeah. professor said i was that was the mo- one of the most shocking incidents of yeah. my life and imagine after all these years after he's passed away yeah. after i've grown so old 
much older than the school kid i still remember that story it yeah. does not left me yeah and my sanskrit professor who was from one of the premier sanskrit universities yeah in the uh, in the this, um uh, in india mm-hmm. he was covering a regular lesson in sanskrit Aham you know chami yeah all that all yeah. the compound grammar yeah. and all that it's like oh you're i'm dozing off yeah. you know like i'm not that interested but then he goes off into mahabharata and then he goes off into why karna is one of the best creators ever uh, that existed in literature and he explained characters or creators the characters yeah. sorry the best characters to have ever existed in literature so or the complexity the best kind of person because yeah. the complexity yeah. and the um just the how do you call that irony or the he was a destiny's yeah, child yeah he was like a, a, parad- a pa- paradox right pure destiny's yeah. child like he, there were so many factors that were controlling his life yeah. he had not he didn't, didn't have much control over them yeah but he kept at every point of time he tried to keep his honor intact yeah integrity was, integrity yeah. and honor despite the fact that he knew where the road was going yeah and it was not going to a good place yeah he still stuck to it stuck to it and i never heard anyone describe and i had watched mahabharata tv serial yeah. all that stuff so i was familiar with the storyline and all that yeah but i never heard anyone describe a character with such beauty and such layered um just skill yeah and i i was shocked i was like i didn't know there was this much to just one character yeah and then i started scratching my head then what about the other characters yeah how much more are they packing yeah yeah and there was another instance where my english professor who hated my guts because i again zone off and uh, he used to be a v- very strict with english yeah. it was very tough to get more than 4 or 5 <laughs> in his tests because and this is out of how much out of like 25 oh, uh, like internal Lord. tests uh-huh. I, and uh, he was a paraplegic like he had a you know a stre- stretcher he used yeah. to walk on that he was old again mm-hmm. and he had very 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 high standards and i always felt like his standards were unfair mm. because we were just school kids yeah but he was holding us always to a very high standard it kind of ticked me off yeah. so i was like now nah, this guy is my enemy again yeah and one day he just suddenly starts going off topic and he starts telling us i'll tell you a story a simple story and the story is nothing about how nothing but how as a boy he and his friends got together went under the shade of a big tree hmm. climbed the tree plucked fruits mm-hmm. came down and ate yeah there is no intrigue there is no tension <laughs> no suspense no drama but i have not heard a better story yeah in my life the way he narrated the story right yeah. that's where i was shocked again because i never knew that such a bland plot line yeah <laughs> could be narrated in such a way that he had us at the edge of our seats right every word every pause we were waiting to find out what happened yeah but there was no murder yeah there was no rape there was nothing <laughs> you know there was just kids going under a tree plucking yeah. fruits and eating yeah i just couldn't believe how he could have how he could how do he it. it yeah how yeah. he could do it and i felt like these moments these were education and then i came out of that place i came back to hyderabad my 11th standard 12th standard i looked at the faculty here yeah it was one of the biggest culture shocks for me because i was expecting the opposite i thought in an, in such an isolated place yeah you know if i'm getting this quality that every once in every once in a while they go off topic yeah. it is so great outside it's a much bigger world 
and movies like Premo Deshan were coming out, <laughs> I was imagining, man, my school will be full of girls and yeah. <laughs> there'll be romance going on and there'll be this faculty and I'll be playing sports and I'll be... I'll be doing all kinds of things. Yeah, I'll be doing. You went into another time vacuum. So. Yeah, I'll be doing you know theater or dramas and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, I was just imagining my potential to be leveraged in so many directions. Yeah. And I came out and I saw it was the most, one of the most depressing coming to reality moments for me. Yeah. And it was like a switch just turned off. Turned off. That's exactly what it was for me when I went to, by the time I came to college, I almost was 80% decided that, yeah, I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time I finished my college, I was like, never am I getting back to the system. No need of masters, no need of higher education. Mm. All those aspirations or so-called, you know, benchmarks. Yeah. They all kind of had no value for me. Yeah, me too. And that's an unfortunate scenario to be in, you know. Because if you look back, you always want to, I mean, see, all these things are a matter of pursuing something that you really long for. Yeah. And I will go back to the point where, where I, the way I look at education is essentially at the end of the day, when you come out of that building, right, you should as an individual be in a position to say like, okay, you know what, this is what I figured out about myself. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to go behind right this is who i am this is what i like this is what i don't like don't like this is what i'm capable of exactly right and this is what i'm not capable of yeah and and this is what i'm interested in and this is where i feel i'm good at yeah. whatever essentially you know a, a a bird's eye view of where you see yourself going right right and that never happened with me or with people around me yeah because the reason why I say, okay, there are these toppers, there are these people who perform to the curriculum really well, but they they do that because they've already given in to the curriculum. Yeah. They've already have set the plan for the 15 years where they're like, okay, I'm going to end up in IIT or I'm going to do my MBA. Or I'm and going to leave the, kind the country, of, yeah. Whatever, wherever. Yeah. Like, my goal is that I this is where I'll go and then I'll figure out what job, what, etc. Right. That is not career design according to me. You know, you're kind of playing slave to the system. A template. Yeah, it's a template, right? And how is that helping? I don't really know. I mean, yes, they might have like their pockets full of money. Their wallets are filled, right? Yes, they might have X, Y, Z. But I don't know. I mean, see, this is a philosophical aspect of the whole conversation. But are you really happy with what you're doing? Right, the concept of love what you do, yeah, uh, or or do what you love, basically, mm. right? There are two options. Essentially, love what you do is more predominant than doing what we love, mm. right? And that's the major complaint that I have. You, the system doesn't allow you to even figure out what you love. Forget about doing it. Yeah, it doesn't even allow you to figure out what you love. That's the biggest, biggest, you know, I complaint I have towards the system, and that is where. I keep getting pissed off every time I start hearing a story because now I'm at a situation in my life where sooner or later I have to figure out where my kid will have to go, mm. right? And the fact that I don't have choices. You don't. Is so pissing me off. You don't have, you, I don't think you have even one decent good choice. No, no, I don't. At least I don't see it now. No, there's an I don't ocean there of schools 
who promise holistic uh, education yeah. three dimensional education right bullshit bull crap dude like i i'm seeing my friends kids going to school right and the kind of stuff that they are telling me is almost like they've given up i mean you should see their faces dude I, it's so painful for me and it's so disappointing tell us about that homework assignment yeah i, I was just going yeah. there so one of my friend the kid is already in his kindergarten upper kindergarten or you know whatever and uh, so this guy and he's a very close friend of mine he's like my childhood friend he knows me we are almost practically family because we don't know how we became friends is that kind of a guy right so so one day he was like we were talking and I'm like how how things going how is the school so has he made friends blah 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 what are things like and he he just got he had a f- expression of disgust almost like dude no, don't let's not talk about it yeah I'm like what happened like is it, is everything fine whatever so i went for this so he went for this parent teacher meeting that the school organized and all the parents and the teachers had like an open conversation or whatever and one of the complaints that he heard from the parents to the faculty was you guys are not giving the kids enough homework yeah this is a complaint from the parents from the parents and this guy was sitting there and like what homework they are kindergarten kids mm. what homework are we expecting them to have right so essentially their metric the parents way of understanding how much the school kid is, is learning or how well the school is teaching the kid yeah, yeah. is based on the volume of homework they do yeah because i want to see where my money is going yeah, i'm paying like, you so much only, money yeah exactly it's like that's how they are seeing the physical emphasis like i mean that's the physical form of the learning that they they have quantified right yeah and then the the then whatever the conversation went on and the teachers were like okay whatever we'll do this blah 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 we'll make these changes etc etc and you know what was the homework given to that kindergarten kid to make a chart Mm. on environment day right so this happens they he goes back to the school and my friend is like okay who is this homework for exactly because obviously my kid can't understand how to form a chart that talks about environment day does the kid know what a chart is yeah does i mean what is the implication of what is this supposed to help him in yeah right because he can't do and there is a you have made it a competition now because yeah. there are marks or whatever whatever and now i can't let my kid fail obviously but what i am doing it on his behalf that's it right yeah. so technically it's me the parent who's doing the homework so what is your i mean that's how things are happening it is implied right it's impl- exactly it's almost honest, uh, it's kind of like the short font terms and conditions saying that we have given this homework but it's for you yeah it's not for the kid right and if you don't do it well your kid will it's almost blackmail it's like ransom yeah a kidnapper is like if you don't give me that money your kid will die or whatever your kid will you'll be not, you'll never see your kid again shamed in class in front of their classmates they'll be peer pressured so many things so many right? things it's a domino effect after yeah. that all i all you want is okay so what is it that the kid needs if i look back in my life i just need to understand you know expressing myself mm. i just need to fulfill my curiosity mm. as a kid right all you want to do is you have these thoughts in your head as a kid like why this why that blah 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 i just need someone to answer it i don't even i don't at that point i don't know if i even care if that is the right answer or the wrong answer mm. but just the fact that somebody is accommodating my curiosity that's what i want i want that environment i want an environment where i am i'm making a choice 
and failing at it right or or you know at least trying to figure out what is the right choice so when i all these things are is what is important is what i feel right like you make the kid make choices push him into you know make him more independent make that kid more independent figure out their choices you can guide them yes you can give them direction saying that yeah you know what this is not a great choice like it's not like hey i want to become like a pole dancer mm. that's i mean obviously you kind of will put a stop you kind of like nudge him into the kid into a better direction yeah. that is fine but to negate it completely and on top of it put them in an uncomfortable position where they feel the, how can i mean i don't even know how can you give pressure to like a kid who's 10 years old yeah what are what is what are they getting out of it well the first main question is if you're 10 years old how have you not figured out or how have you not started working on the cure for cancer yet you're 10 <laughs> you're 10 years old you're already 14 years late yeah on working for the cure for cancer right is ridiculous and if by any chance you are a little good in math mm. how could you not even figure out the definition of infinity yeah i mean straightforward bro you come from the land of ramanujan mm. you got to do it right you want to get into iit right yeah you got to do that mm. that's the worry some part that kids are not understanding at what level they have to perform yeah and it's just an ugly ugly thing which is how much investment is there from the parents side because nowadays we have both parents who are working yeah not yeah. much time to devote so then let me throw money at the problem uh, yeah. the school is taking lakhs and lakhs from me yeah so now i want to see the paisa vasool of those lakhs yeah ki if they are just sending how long are skill, they keeping the kid in the school right and if they're coming back is there no homework if yeah. there's no there's no homework what oh, where is my money going how will i engage him yeah like where is my money going yeah. and how am i going to engage it's man it is yeah. who is working for who for we left benefit? our joint families we moved away from our parents depriving our child of their grandparents and etc etc so that you can make money schools yeah and you're not even giving them homework you're not even keeping them for detention what are you doing then and there's you can't even take the question of okay fine if you say one school is bad like this go to another school because which school are you going to go to they're all, all the same they're all the same all the private schools are the same and nowadays there's kind of a mafioso thing that's happening which is the school the schools tend to blacklist parents yeah. <laughs> what what system is this now yeah. you're interrogating them like criminals yeah. you're treating the kids like monkeys yeah. you're blacklisting parents like uh, what is this like terrorists yeah and in your own social circle you're also spreading the word saying if this guy comes don't allow, allow him into your school yeah because you know they're blacklisted yeah all this gatekeeping bullshit yeah and what can and it's not a small number of parents across the country who are frustrated about this there's a lot of frustration about this and there's a lot of anger about this and it's only once a while it gets a little heated enough that we see it somewhere like it gets some steam it gets a small uh, column yeah in the bottom section of the front page yeah. of the newspaper and it says parents are angry about uh, 
private schools and their behavioral practices yeah. uh for example schools and colleges the bullshit they pulled during covid which is you're not going to use our facilities you're going to do study from home but still you have to pay pay the whole fee for the facilities uh, upkeep yeah. and all that why yeah when we're not even spoiling the benches why do we have to even pay the full fee it's have you seen a breakup of a school fee off late i don't want it's to it's horrible man yeah. there's a tuition fee then there is like a special class fee then there is extra curricular fee then there is i mean the breakup is almost like a tax invoice that you get like when you do your audits where you get you know how your salary breakup comes around so it just keeps piling up i remember my school school fee receipt mm. it just used to be like school fee and like whatever amount yeah right i don't even know if there was tax i don't know too young to for me that. it was just boarding fee because, yeah, because you were a hostel school, yeah the schooling was free that still makes sense right? that quality of education that i just shared the examples yeah. earlier all of it was free so but that makes sense because those guys are coming on 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 a on, on a free voluntary way, on, basis yeah voluntary yeah. basis so fair enough there no you know tuition fee it's only but that's even even that is a great deal because if they are transparently saying that hey we are only charging for your kid to stay here yeah rest of the things that he gets is all free yeah that's still a lot and that's a better deal and that right? includes the rest of it basically includes access to Libraries. almost every forget the library library was the best library like four story building uh-huh full of encyclopedias national yeah. geographics all kinds of things our library was three shelves yeah and <laughs> we had access to with our own textbooks by the way <laughs> pretty much any sport you could imagine yeah we had multiple tt tables yeah we had a tennis court yeah we had cricket kits yeah i mean come on what are you trying to do you are you even teaching anything to the kids and bro? games was mandatory every day morning early morning oh. you had to wake up you had to jog around the track oh. uh, it's a big ground mm. and then one hour of games and then evening one hour of games yeah so we played a lot yeah how much education does that give a child nothing it doesn't <laughs> even get you ready for one single interview yeah. what what <laughs> will you speak in an interview right but <laughs> we know how much sport builds character and there's so much you learn just by the cycle of victory and defeat victory and defeat how do you oh, process God, let's not even go there let's not even go there yeah it's because a huge it's digression a hu- i mean sports education goes beyond the sport in itself or the game you play you know yeah. any sport education it's it's beyond the obvious things like skill it's beyond the obvious things like fun know, fun and right, right. you know all that but let's not go there like so yeah said. it's a huge bubble in itself back to the point where i was saying we sometimes tend to think what can the parents do and there were these examples where i saw parents got really pissed off with a few private schools yeah it came in the paper they they tried to knock the government's door and because they were private the government didn't really yeah like, it's, it's not our concern like, it's no. our out of syllabus for us yeah don't you get it there's a new phone there's holders. a private written in front of yeah you know or written at the back of the name of the school we are public yeah we are public we they are gvtd we are government <laughs> but what what can they do bro because the only oh. people with stake in the matter the only people with real investment or stakes in the matter are the parents are the parents it's what? the future of their kids i don't know if parents realize this uh uh which is the first major question <laughs> like, if they are complaining about less homework for yeah. a kindergarten kid yeah 
I think they're not really yeah. caring about it. But okay, let's let's try to like figure out. Uh, we're not trying to give solution here necessarily, Bogus. But let's just ponder about it. Yeah. Right. What can be done? What think out what should be done? The first thing I think that has to be done, from my end, from my standpoint, is there has to be a very vocal, you know, noise that has to be made by the parents mm-hmm. about what is their need of education for their child. Okay. Right. Like I said, let me quote the example. My friend clearly said, "Hey, we just want the kid to be a person of her own, right?" Yeah. So for that, we can't do it at home. For her to make her own ideologies, make her own personality, mm. she obviously need to be in a social environment. And that right? was With still strangers. a hi-fi answer that your friend. Yeah, that's gave. that's a very complicated. Because basically, answer. the uh, right answer is, "Bitch, I just want my kid <laughs> to know A, B, C, one, two, three, four, yeah. addition, multiplication." Yeah. What are so you complicating? So that if she this? by chance goes to US. she can speak in english right <laughs> right <laughs> but but yeah so essentially that is the first step i think every like we should have like a unanimous consensus of what do we what is our expectation of education right the only problem that i see is where do we put this consensus right, right. like where do we record this consensus right uh, i can think of bunch of surveys i can think of like probably a public platform or a website where everybody can go and put in their grievances about education system so you're kind of like working as a feedback box or whatever so that then you use the ai and ml oh my god to analyze what is the concern one liner of everybody's problem mm. right and kind of decode or derive to a definition of yeah this is what the indian parents mean by education mm. right but it's far fetched but, but that's the first thing i there think there is a cash 22 bro yeah. because of the amazing standard of our education system yeah. no one knows ai or ml yeah. <laughs> we'll have to outsource it to we'll some company to, yeah, we'll in uk or us of yeah. a yeah uh, so but nevertheless i think that is the first thing right uh, to basically become like a feedback box uh, uh so, no sorry <laughs> that's to create a feedback box right and kind of get a con- understanding of what indian parents are expecting out of the education and mm. when i say education i'm talking about the common education i'm not talking about specialized pieces like engineering or medicine right, just and all school it's just a schooling let's right? start with it's the still school still 12th yeah. or or whatever 10th yeah right so till 10th what are what is their expectation mm. right get that information get like a common consensus once we do that i don't know what else to do <laughs> right i don't know how do i apply that knowledge to make a paradigm shift in you know in the school of thought of how education should be taken forward but or what are the changes that have to be made but sometimes That's with these things um, you just have to get the ball rolling like you don't really need to have the complete picture as well yeah. because getting these people together itself is not an easy thing yeah. it's not easy yeah thank you subscribe and it's share. not easy and share but just getting that aspect of it working itself is a huge challenge yeah so we are 1 billion people at the end of the day yeah chances are high that you know things will i mean something will get the ball rolling from there but i feel like the main goal should be um realized first mentally which is what are we targeting and i i'm a huge believer in strict strategy and tactics like tactical strategy you know mm-hmm. which is you so you're playing it like a chess game like where, a chess where, game yeah. like a war game 
you know military tactics or whatever however you want to see it but basically it's not just blind let's all just so you're adopting game theory in solving this problem of um, how <laughs> how education should be reformed for the betterment of our society no because game theory is completely different okay so um, again once again education let me <laughs> expose my illiteracy and it's good because it serves the purpose of this episode <laughs> <laughs> but the main thing is what is the what is the end goal and not the end of all yeah. but end of the first subtask yeah and for that for me is personally this whole power dynamic that is being created right now mm-hmm. with this private schools mm-hmm. and how they're trying to encroach um, do these handshakes behind the scenes between each other and try to set up this system yeah. and try to become like gatekeepers where parents don't have democratic options like oh if i if i hate this school i'll get i'll go to that school if i hate this school i'll go to that school i'll move i'm willing to move in the city yeah for a good school for my kid yeah none of those options are there none of those options are on the table because there is collusion at some level there is coordination happening at some level so there is a power dynamic being established and it's already yeah. established by now yeah that we have to tackle first mm-hmm. uh, with this unification or collation that you spoke of mm-hmm. that should be the target first target yeah obviously but the point is the bigger question is who is going to do that right yeah. uh, i mean yes the pub, the parents can uh say we get this they can only participate yeah they participate they say like hey this is my two cents about what i expect That's about it. education yeah. and you are like great thank you for your participation yeah. and then you over a period of time say you've garnered that a substantial you know data mm. that okay boss this is what we all let's agree that we all agree on this that this is what we are expecting from education system mm. or schooling system right. in this in this scenario then what do we do then you're saying there's a gap between what you have said to what my step is right you're saying that okay we have to uh, dismantle this synergized approach of private schools yeah right who will do that we need so basically this data has to be given to someone who can make it actionable data exactly so right. basically we have we have to talk, you are talking about government now no no oh my god no okay. the parents are willing participants so you have an army but it's a rogue army there is no coordination you have an enemy which is the target which is the private school system the homogenized private school system you need generals to basically give that coordination right so you need a central body which facilitates the uh, movement got it together so and who that, is that for body? me it has to be something like a non not not for profit uh, organization and this is a topic that we have not even begun to scratch the surface of there's a lot more that we have to say in yeah. terms of but we are not because we are politically correct no i mean in terms of <laughs> strategy or tactics there's a lot more that we can uh, talk about yeah if this is a topic that makes your blood boil, boil as well yeah then um, get in touch with us reach out mindthegap@gmail.com let us know if you're interested if you want us to uh, have uh, do a part 2 on this or a part 3 part 4 however long it part takes part 23 Yeah, is uh, is, is what uh, we have uh, mapped up till for this particular topic <laughs> there are 23 parts of this particular topic alone but if you can share a, you know what um, mindthegap@gmail.com of what is one specific thing that bothers you about your schooling and what is that one thing that you would want to change 
so that our offsprings or the next generation, which is already going to ruts, by the way, uh, can have a more stable, more, uh, you know, concrete school education. Yeah. And in a, in a true holistic manner, what yeah. would that change be? And do yes. you see any other ways of changing it? Any other tactics or any other strategies? Yeah. Let us know. Hit us up on our socials. Um, looking forward to that. But until then, that's a wrap from us. Yes. And before we go, as we always say, Thigh Gap, subscribe and share. And share.